This is Agents Influence Podcast. Probably create a vision of where you want to be in the next five years or so and work toward that goal. Keep challenges of what you're up against, like the economy, the market, the competition, inefficiencies of your agency. If you're trying to appeal to a radius of your office, you know, 30 to 60 mile radius, you got to figure out what those demographics are and appeal to those. Know what those challenges are and do your best to correct them. And above all means, don't borrow money. Jason Cass, and we're going to help you think differently, change your agency, change your finances, change your family, and in the end, we're going to change an industry. Let's go. Hey, this is Jason Cass with Agents Influence Podcast, rocking back the VIP series. I am excited about this. Uh, You know that I'm excited about it. Sometimes you can't tell because it seems like I'm excited about a lot of things. But I got to tell you, I mean, the VIP series so far has been a big hit with the emails that we're getting in. I'm going to actually save up some of the emails so that we're going to kind of do a half a show on that, one of those where I rap solo here in about three or four um, uh, weeks from now when I kind of bring this all together. We've got some awesome stuff uh, today. Uh, I want to let you know, uh, we before we get into it, uh, it's Jimmy Bethard of Bethard Insurance. I'm going to let him tell more about his agency and stuff like that, but that just kind of builds the excitement. This is a great guy. I've known him for about three or four years now, and uh, he was somebody that I thought I have a list of 10, and he was on it. Before I get over there to him, I want to let you know and remind you that uh, the VIP series is sponsored by Rocket Referrals, someone we use in our agency. Check them out, Rocket Referrals, that's plural.com. Um, and I also want to remind you about Grow Mastermind. Also, do something. I've been doing something new. Um, if you go over to the Grow Program's Facebook page, you'll see that I've been doing some live videos. Um, and not a lot of them. I do more of them in the Mastermind, but every once in a while I pluck one out of there and uh, an idea out of there. And I just did one today. You need to check it out. Uh, go to Grow Program's uh, Facebook page. I think you'll like it. Um, and it's also going to show you and talk to you about the Mastermind because you're going to find out that all this conversation was happening in the mastermind. If you want to be a part of that, go to growprogram.com. Anyways, here we go. I appreciate everybody um, paying attention and listening. If you're swimming, if you're at the doctor's office, if you're running, if you're wherever you are worldwide, I don't care if you're in Dubai or Australia. Yes, we do have those. Even in Japan. Let's go. Jimmy, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing, man? Hey, Jason. Thanks for welcoming me. It's great to be here. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, We're going to be seeing each other here pretty soon, aren't we, Jimmy? About what, two months? We are. About a month and a half. Yeah. Galveston, Texas. That's right. What's going on there in Austin, Texas, Jimmy? Or Galveston, Texas. Galveston. Yeah, Galveston. Tell them what's going on there. We're having our uh, annual Professional Insurance Agents of Texas convention there, and uh, we'll have a lot. You'll be one of the speakers there. Absolutely, I will. And uh, I've been there actually two the last two years, and uh, it is it's been a joy every time. And I'm looking to go to Galveston because that's one place I've never been with a family or have I spoke. So I think that's exciting. Thank you very much. I know you were instrumental in and in helping me from the very get go, and I appreciate that. You also serve, and do you still serve in a national capacity for the PIA? 
I am. I'm the national director for PIA of Texas. Uh, I'm the Texas director. I've been in that capacity since 2011. Uh, they just reelected me to the, my third three-year term. <laughs> so wow. I'm there at least another couple of years. Yeah, you will be, and I think uh, that's what you you represent them well. So I'm I'm being in the mastermind, knowing you outside of that, having dinner with you and your wonderful wife. I think that uh, you have a lot to give the the industry, and I appreciate that. Let's 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 start here. Are you an iPhone or a Droid user, Jimmy? Well, I've had a couple of Droids, but right now I'm an iPhone user. Uh, I like iPhone. You like it, so you've had both. That's good. You've been on both sides of the fence, and and so you do like it. Anything specific? Why you like it? Or no, you just like it. Well, it seems to be easier to use. Uh, we have two sons. One is an iPhone user. One is a Droid user. Of course, the argument for the uh, Droid users are there's more free apps. At least that's that's what I'm told. But right. I don't need a lot of apps. So. <laughs> what was the last app that you downloaded? Last app I downloaded was a. Uh, well, it's called Different Drums to Practice by um, Nine Buzz. It's drum beats. Uh, gotcha. Probably not of interest to anyone that you know. But doesn't. you are an awesome guitarist. You're telling me you you play the drums as well? No, no. It's uh, it's something uh, like if you're practicing, you can play along. You can set what kind of drum beat you want on Got your. Got you. Gotcha. And it'll, it'll accompany. It'll it'll keep you in beat. Gotcha. You know. And, and before we get into this, and we have Jimmy tell us a little bit more about him, I got to tell you, one of the funny things, um, the many funny things that Jimmy said to me one time, he said, Jason, he said, um, is y'all plural or singular? <laughs> and I said, well, I think it's plural. He said, no, 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 it's singular, Jason. He said, all y'all is uh, plural. And I'm telling you what, I still tell that to this day. Um, and Jimmy, tell us about yourself. Uh, start at your diapers, high school, college. Tell us and work us to where you are now. Well, let me let me go back to this app for just a second. Oh, because okay, okay, okay. I got to tell you, and I'll make it real quick. I got to tell you, my favorite app is Waze. Are you familiar with that? Yes, we are. Yes, we've had that mentioned oh, a couple times. We don't use the GPS in the cars anymore. We use Waze. So anyway, that's enough of that. I love it, too. Hey, do you know with Waze, you probably know this, do you know that you can get different voices? Okay. Uh, you can, yes. You can, and so you can go download the Morgan Freeman, and it's really cool because he acts like you're the president, and he's got to protect you, and it's Morgan Freeman talking to you, and it's awesome. So try that out. It's awesome. Uh, as far as me, I'm I'm pretty boring background, fifth-generation Texan, born in Crockett, Texas. Uh, went to school. My family moved off the farm, moved into uh, Conroe. Conroe's located about, oh, 25 miles north of Houston. We're in the next county next to Houston. Attended um, school in Conroe. Uh, did some college at Houston Community College. Went to uh, Columbia School of Broadcasting and didn't know what I wanted to do. Really? So, yeah. So nowadays I make all the radio commercials for us. So. Wow. So okay. it, it paid off. You know, it took it. 30, 40 years for it to pay off, but now it off. <laughs> yeah, and so, um, and so now, telling you obviously are an agency um, owner, what does that look like? What do, what do you look like? What's your agency look like? Um, <laughs> it depends on which day you look at it, I guess. How long have uh, you been an agency owner? Uh, I've been an agency owner since 88. Started in the business in 77, um, back when we had hand crank adding machines, paper files. <laughs> Oh my goodness sakes. Well, probably before you were born, right? Uh, yeah. Well, what'd you say, 88 you joined? 
No, seventy seven is when I got my license and started selling. Eighty eight is when I started my own agency. Seventy seven. Now I'm born in seventy eight. So yes, you're one year more. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Um, yeah, and so and so and since eighty eight, what have you grown to now? I mean, what? How many locations do you have? I have four locations at about uh, eight point three million. And uh, premiums. It's, yeah, it's probably about 93% personal lines, maybe uh, 6% uh, commercial, the rest is life. We had a uh, life and health department that we had gotten started about a year or two before Obamacare. So Obamacare started, so just got rid of it. Now we have a vacant room. <laughs> how, many, <laughs> how many people are on the team? Have 10 scattered through each offices. Fantastic. That's great. How many producers do you have? Don't have any producers. Really, you just uh, that someone calls in and the CSRs do their job and take care of it, quote right. it, sell it. Fantastic. I market, him, market heavily, advertise. You know, early to bed, early to rise, work like hell and advertise. Uh, all of the uh, CSRs are licenses agents. Uh, they all have experience. They know what they're doing, so they're they're very helpful. Uh, I was a, a producer once myself, and so I knew I knew how it. I used to lie to get business written, so I thought, eh, I don't really want to take on any producer. So, okay, that makes sense. That's a that's a unique angle to look at it, but that makes total sense. And maybe, so, maybe we should edit that part. No, 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 no. I think uh, nope. That's why people like AI agents influence because we're real. We're real. Um, you know. So when we're talking about uh, the amount of people you have, the success you've had. Um, you may see things um, and do old school things, but sometimes it doesn't matter. They're working. Um, but here's what I want to ask you: Like, what does you're saying? You're doing the marketing and advertising. What are you doing exactly? Could you give us a couple things that are your most successful? Uh, probably the billboards and the radio are the most successful. And th- those are big money items. Those are big ticket items. I still have one ad that runs in the yellow pages. Uh, we're actually under a test with that. I've uh, they've cut their price several times in the past couple of years, and so now they have a, a different phone number that will roll into this one. And you know, this is I should have pulled, but given them another opportunity, let's put it that way. Uh, I think I've tried everything. Uh, what I really like is digital marketing, but I'm finding it takes a lot of time. Is uh, you know, if you're an agent and you're trying to do it yourself, it just takes too much time. It does take a lot of time. You are right about that. Anybody that says it doesn't is, uh, it was very hard for me to do as a producer and be as successful as I can be. I, don't, I can step out of that rule a little bit now, so it, it helps me. And I think our creativity and things have gotten better because just personally, I, it's a, such a creativity to do that also. I think I can do it and I think a lot of other people can't do it is what I see as a vision with the community. Definitely right there. It's amazing you say billboards and you say radio ads. Um, are you are somehow tracking that? Do you know? Are you asking when the phone picks up? I mean, it, obviously, you're, that's still working for you. You're growing. Is that how you judge it? Right. That's And that's a part of the quote process. I, I'm a bit of a hybrid agent. I'll write standard and non-standard. It doesn't matter to me. It all pays. Uh, so I, I try to be all things for all people. Okay, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. It's working. Uh, there's not a lot of people that there's a excuse me. There's a lot of people that are listening to this. A lot of loyal listeners right here that are saying, "Hey, eight point three, eight point six. Excuse me, I didn't write it down. Million in premium. That's where I want to get. And here's the deal. Jimmy's there. So, uh, and Jimmy, you're, you've told me in the last couple of years. I mean, it's not like a steep hill, but the growth at your business is pretty steady and good. Am I right about that? 
It's steady and good. It's, yeah. I can expect to have probably a. It depends on if it's a real banner year. You know, you could have ten to twelve percent in one year. If it's an average year, you could probably have four, maybe five percent. Okay, that that's growing. That's what's that what that's what matter. I think anything in the world we can do a little bit better. Is no matter what you point out, you could have a better car. You could have a you know my if you ask my wife, she said she could have a better husband. No, I'm just totally joking. But anyway, anyway, the other cool things about your agency, I think you kind of said it. You're standard and non-standard, and and you are right. There there's a lot of people. I, I found out also there are a lot of agents that still have. Um, you know, um, Travis in my office, he, he, he just feels as if sometimes it's almost his obligation and he'll admit sometimes that works against him. Uh, but, uh, he's getting better as it goes, but he, he feels still feels strongly in that we should be able to offer non-standard, especially if we have a couple of markets. So we do, and we quote yeah. them with our non-standard companies and really to be honest with you, they're quicker to quote. So if you, want yeah, to get you have to know what your demographics are. If your demographics, if you're trying to appeal to a radius of your office, you know, 30 to 60 mile radius, you got to figure out what those demographics are and appeal to those. Uh, not just painting everybody in Texas with a broad brush stroke, but am I correct that you have probably uh, a, a large sector of, of uh, Hispanics? Oh, most definitely, yes. Yes, okay, yeah. I mean, you got to understand there's a lot of people who have never been to Texas that are listening to this, Jimmy. They don't have a clue. Um, and, and that's cool if you don't. I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not downing you. I'm just trying to be realistic here. Um, okay, that's, that's cool. Now, let me ask you this. Let's get more focused into what we would tell. What would you probably tell uh, a young agent, let's say, who's been in the business? I mean, what would you tell them today to be successful? I mean, what would you, what would you tell them? Uh, there are a lot of things that, you know, probably create a vision of where you want to be in the next five years or so and work toward that goal. Keep, keep challenges uh, of what you're up against, like the economy, the market, the competition, uh, the inefficiencies of your agency. Know what those challenges are and do your best to correct them. And above all means, don't borrow money. You know what, Jimmy? You say that all the time, and I'm glad we're here with the loyal listeners of the world. Let's discuss that. That seems to be something that you're emphatic about. Do you have a reason why you, you state that a lot? Well, you get into this uh, three to five years down the road and you're thinking, I'm turning a profit. Well, no, you're servicing debt because you've borrowed money. You know, if, if you're buying an agency, that may be a different deal if you can figure out how it's going to pay. I, I just have a problem. Uh, we have enough pressures in this business as it is without worrying about how you're going to pay all the overhead plus all the money back that, that you borrowed. I, I just have a problem with that. Well, as far as sales also with a young agent, I mean, how do you, how, what would be some things you, you still sell? I mean, and you've been successful at it. What are some of the things, I mean, that you would give a young agent? Um, let, me, let me phrase it this way. What are the things that you didn't know at the beginning that you know now that if you could write a letter to that 30 uh, years, years ago at the age uh, 1977 or 88, what would you, what would you say? Get here as soon as you can. <laughs> this is a great business. Yeah, oh, you're right about that. You're right about that. You're right about that. And so they told me, Jason, Grow Lab 2016 was instrumental in me changing the paradigm and the way I see my agency, my consumer, and the industry as a whole. Jason, 
As a sponsor, you can charge us double next time and we're coming so that we can form some more relationships with the type of agent that comes to this event. Jason, it was unbelievable there were no speakers and there were no consultants and not a ton of vendors around bothering you. It was actually agents talking with other agents and learning the whole time. I wonder what you're going to say after you attend Grow Lab 2017. Um, I say it a lot that I wish I would have got in before the age of uh, um, before the age of uh, of what, uh, 24. I wish I would have started at the age of 18. And uh, you know, I think about that with my son um, and, and with some of these new tools that are coming out. Jimmy, were you on the on the meeting we had the other day with some of those new tools uh, with the with the quoting? Um, were you on the mastermind meeting Thursday? I think I missed that one. Yeah, I think you did. Um, you're notorious. You 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 love watching the recordings because I see that and uh, track that stuff. A lot of people don't know I can see that. But anyways, um, I just appreciate you watching and being involved because when you're involved in the in the Facebook group, your your insight is is uh, invaluable. It's I love it, love it. But it's funny that you mentioned age 24 because that's my age when I started in the business. Really? Yeah, I worked for someone else for uh, 10 or 11 years, and then. Finally, I decided I, I figured out a way to capitalize my own agency. So I Fantastic. took the Jumbo accounts with me. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that, that is, uh, that, that, well, okay, that's cool. Um, I, it tells me that I'm on the right road, on the right track. I started about the right time because I can look at success. I call it the snow climbing theory. This has been something I've always thought of since I was a little kid. And I've always thought to myself that if, if somebody is climbing a mountain, let's say and going to Mount Everest, and uh, the person in the front has the hardest push. It's kind of like the first one that gets through the wall, brick wall, gets bloody. It's the same thing, but as you realize is that the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh time, um, or the sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth person, let me see, it's easier for them being less risky because there's people that have went before them. But at the end of the day, if the goal is, the mission is to get to the peak of Mount Everest, Yes, the first person may be known, but really at the end of the day, when you're sitting around um, having a good time with your family or good with your friends, people are going to be sitting there saying to themselves, well, uh, so I climbed Mount Everest. You know, it's not going to, no one's going to say, well, who's the first? So I think sometimes we want to be first um, to, to, to market. We want to ship things before we know necessarily if they're going to fail or not. But at the same time, I think that we have to, uh, realize that you know sometimes there is uh, there is an advantage to not jumping on something. Uh, would you agree with that? I would totally agree with that. Uh, you know we're always being introduced to something else like try this, try that. I get phone calls, I get emails. Uh, I, I try. I prefer to stick to the tried and true. And maybe it's because I've been in the business so long. If I were if I were younger and had the time and everything, I would probably try new things. But uh, I just Myself, for me, I'm going to stick to what's tried and true. Well, I agree. I emphatically agree. And uh, what, like, you've well, thought about how long you're going to, are they going to haul you out of there behind your desk or how long are you going to say anything about retiring? I'm going to stay here. Yeah. I get calls at, at least once a week wanting to buy, but I'm going to stay here. Uh, I, I, you enjoy so it. many people don't know what to do when, uh, you know, when after they retire. And then a lot of people you hear they retire, and a couple of years later they're dead. So, well, and you're taking Lena everywhere else, and I mean you're 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 still living it up, even though you're working. You know, right? right. I, I see you on Facebook all the time, going to these concerts, having fun, 
jamming your guitar. I'm telling you, I, you, you guys look like you're having a lot of fun. Um, let's say this. What if? What about somebody who? And if you don't have an answer for this, this is a unique question. What if somebody not only is a young agent, but let's say they're new to our industry, and let's say they're 45, 50, something like that, and you know they're only knowing that they've only got to be in this, and maybe they already have an, um, a, like uh, they already retired from another job, so they're not huge dependent on income, um, but they're just out there and they've been in the business five, ten years, and they're 50, 55, and. You know, they want to retire at 60 or 65. What are some things that you would tell them maybe to start looking at maybe for selling their book or things they need to start thinking about? There are so many different places in this uh, insurance industry that you can come into. Um, you know, one of the thing one of the things they could possibly do is if let's say they were military and they get a re- they retire from military and they get a retirement, they may consider looking at buying an agency and paying for it and riding the agency out for 60 until 65 or 70. There's just so many different things you can do. Uh, if they just want to start one from scratch, well, that's okay. You can do that, but it's going to be like Dave Ramsey says: it's going to be rice and beans and beans and rice for a long time. You know? Oh man, that's my that's my guy. I love I love that guy. I love that guy. I listen to his podcast every morning. Every morning. Um, yeah, that's that's uh, that's great stuff right there. That's great. That's great stuff. Um, we got a couple other things. What would you tell people to maybe stay away from? Anything? I know you say it all depends and stuff like that, but is there anything in, out of this business as a whole? Carriers, sales, uh, agency operations. What, is there anything you could just say stay away from? Well, I think so many people coming over from the captive side don't really understand if you're if you're an independent. You're on, you have a contract with a company, and you have to be uh, profitable, or they're going to cut you. Uh, you know, I was in a conversation earlier this morning about a guy's going to have a, a really big loss. You know, like half million dollar loss, and I made the comment like, I, ho- "I hope you have plenty of cushion to cover up that loss." They didn't know what I was talking about. Well, I, you know, I, you probably have. You've probably been in the business long enough. But I lost companies for loss ratio or non-production. Uh, I see the new new guys coming in the industry. They're trying to appeal to every market, get a contract. We want a contract with every company. We have to make those companies money or you're going to be out of there. That's right. That's right. Um, you, you just you, you hit that on the head there. Woo, buddy. Um, I actually have because uh, of loss ratio. So I, I really did. And, and I think oh, the company cut, um, you know, three, four, five hundred agents. Um, but at the same time, they weren't really a huge agent uh, company of ours. Um, yeah, yeah, it's just, it's just business. It's not personal. It's just business, you know. That you got money, or it's just business. Yeah, it is just business, and you know that was something that uh, when an when an agent uh, in the mastermind asked that question, I mean, that was one of the things that you gave him as a, as an answer was it's just business, and you know, and here's the other thing. I think it's exciting right now, though, for young agents as well, is that um, the 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 way to sell. I mean, uh, Jimmy, if you would uh, you see the mastermind, if you get a chance, watch it. You can skip through it. But from about 9:05, the first five minutes into about uh, 15 minutes, and then skip to about 9:45 all the way up. If you just want to get the meat of it, and it and what and what I mean by that is is we had some cool um, online marketing ideas in between there, Jimmy. But what I wanted you to know is that they we have a company um, that we had do a demo for us. It's called and what they do. They're in Alabama and Minnesota right now, and they're opening up in like six other states in the next three or four weeks. And they basically you put in an address and you hit get a quote and it froom 
and it gives you an, 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 a, a quote in less than I'm going to say three seconds. And if you want to adjust some stuff, they got little sliders. If you want to add more personal property or up the liability, and and it was really really amazing. And uh, they don't use credit, and they use over. I'm serious. It's over a million uh, um, uh, access points and data points to pull all this stuff together. And so to them, a million and a half dollar home, it's got this much risk and it's going to cost this much to replace. They don't really care if the person has good credit or bad credit. Also, as a side note to all the loyal listeners, and Jimmy, um, we need to talk about this. Um, the the uh, let me let me write that down so so we don't forget about that. But I, I think that there's there's a lot of of different things that can be. Um, that can come out of all the things that are being done. And one of the things I was—I I lost my train of thought because I jumped over. That had to do with the with the young agents, and we were talking necessarily oh about the about the rate in and how he could just put that that address in. I really really think that sometimes when you we're going to it's it's a dangerous path. It's a slippery slope because when you make it that simple, you're really driving in as a commodity. And right now, this company told us that there's already agents out there that have people going door to door with an iPad, literally giving quotes like, "Boom, here's what it is." Um, you know, is that good for the industry? Is that bad for the industry? You know, I'm going to tell you it's probably good for someone like me because I already had that thought and I'd already put that process in motion. Um, what do you think about that? Um, I think it may help to make it a commodity. I mean, if you're just a quoting machine, just quote, quote, quote. I mean, people will have no loyalty. Don't you don't you make money off of renewals? That's right, you do. One of my main mentors says, uh, the business that stays is the business that pays. Yeah. And I think he's exactly correct, you know. Um, well, I, I know it's a fact. Um, but it, it uh, yeah. The second recorder that we saw, uh, which the second one was uh, actually something that I thought was very, very unique in the way that you could get um, you could get eight quotes from the company uh, from this wholesaler. This is a wholesaler, and that's one of the things that I'm, I talked about inside the mastermind. Is we need to recognize the power of the MGA in this whole equation. We're forgetting about that. But the, this MGA had created this where you get access to eight companies for commercial lines. So you put it in. It's a true Simki single entry multi multiple computer interface or something like that. And so what you do is you put in the information one time, Jimmy, and boom, it shoots it to all these commercial client companies, CNA, Hartford, MetLife, Foremost, all these different companies. And here's the amazing thing. Let's say you already have a, uh, um, a contract, Jimmy, with let's say Hartford. Well, and you get in there and Hartford is the best quote. Well, you're gonna get less commission if you buy it through there. So you log out, they tell you to do this. You log out, you go into your Hartford, log in to your icon and boom, it's already in there. You don't have to reload it, it's, it's already came through. So you're getting that real quote just like you are on personal lines. And I now, if the top quote is CNA and you don't have a quote with them, then you get that reduced commission, and we won't talk about that on here. But you get that you get that like a broker, a normal broker commission, you know. Um, so that was amazing to me. But on top of that, they also have 90 classes of business that they sell on admitted paper that you, the client can get a quote off of your website for commercial lines. And I'm gonna tell you, he went through the demo, and I mean, it is very few questions, two pages. Uh, first page, you put in the information. Second page, you have a quote. Um, and you know, I mean, their rates were pretty good. 
uh, he was doing a photographer and the, the general liability was like 500 bucks. I mean, it was low revenue receipts he put in, but, but it was like 500 bucks. And so it was good, good cost. And I think that sometimes a lot of us in the rural area are thinking, you know, people aren't going to want to buy their own policy on my website in my area. Right. I think you're right. But if you use marketing genius, you could take the top 10 cities in America, create a Facebook Google strategy to launch your advertising there to drive them to your website. At the end of the day, the client doesn't care. And you could strategically place it just in cities that you are specifically licensed in that state. You know, I mean, so I think there's a lot of things that you can do with that type of stuff because yes, that person may not be near you, but because of technology, they can live far away from you and they can still be your client. Um, I really do. Then when you also sell the general liability policy, Jimmy, you just cross you just cross sell them. You call them up. Hey, thanks for coming to Bethard Agency, and we want to let you know. Blah 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 blah. Get the auto, get the home, do what we do. That's why you make money, and that's why uh, we're trying to get where you are, Jimmy. What mm-hmm. do you think about any of that? Any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, parts of it sound good. Uh, I, I'm trying to establish that it's not. It's not the company; it's the agency. I, I'll give you another example off of uh, one of the uh, groups in Facebook. Um, the agent was saying that you know their their client called them up and they didn't. Uh, they said, "Okay, they, their client had a question. They said, okay, what company do I have you with?'" I said, well, "I don't know. I'm with the uh, agent's last name, like Murray or something like that." Right. And and they were like thinking the customer was done for that man. That, that's great. I want them to think their insurance is with me, you know, with Bethard Insurance, not Hartford or Travelers or whoever. I mean, because three years from now, we may have to move them to another company. So I want them thinking their, their insurance is with me. Right. But I can see what you're saying. And I, no. actually, I think we could probably use that in the agency as well as on the website. I think at the end of the day, I think what needs to happen is, is companies, and I talked about this on a podcast three or four months ago, or weeks ago, the companies have to get out of, of technology. They have to just assess risk. They're good at that. So get out of the technology. Let somebody else do that who's better at it. Because here's the deal. I mean, Jimmy, is that that's why we can't keep the young agent in here. I mean, the stuff we have to go through every day, especially on the commercial side, in order to write a policy and after inspections and audits and all this blah, blah, blah that goes on, um, it's just ridiculous. An agent sits in that and goes, man, I'm out of here. Even though they may like it, maybe they, they have a passion for it, but they can't take that. I think that that has to happen. We have to streamline this stuff. And if the data is out there, why am I having to ask for it? And that's the thing that I love about that thing, that app that, that, that they have out there. I, I really, really love that. And, uh, but I think that the power of the MGA, do you do a lot of MGA business? We do some, not not a great deal, but we do some, yeah. That's a man, managing general agency out there for any loyal listeners that are new. Um, and what, 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 what we're doing is if we don't have access usually to direct markets, we're going to go to those MGAs. I was talking to a, an agent a couple weeks ago, Jimmy, that that's all. He doesn't have any direct contracts. He writes off of this MGA's direct admitted contracts. So like instead of having nationwide, the broker has it, and he takes 12% rather than 15%. He's almost created his own little cluster um, right. kind of off of that. But you know what? Uh, that that works for him. You know what I mean? And, and that's how he's been doing it for like four or five years. He couldn't get contracts. 
He couldn't, right. you know, want to give them to him, so this is what he did. You know, he didn't want to sell off to a aggregator or whatever that could be. And I'm not saying that's bad. Not saying that's good. Just, just having a conversation here with, with Jimmy. With I couldn't get contracts either. What did you say? I couldn't get contracts either when I first started. What, that was one reason why, you know, I was using a MGAs. I was using GAs, and I finally I got contracts with non-standard auto companies, so I started rock and rolling with them. It took me a long time before I could get a, you know, contract with a standard company. So it's just the way it is. That's a very good question. I wrote that down because I do get that a lot. I need to ask that question to the VIPs because it is. There's no secret to it. It's just hard as can be, and. Um, I don't know. Anyway, I was at an agency and I straight up asked him, if I leave, were you going to go with me? And they told me, yeah, on the commercial side, not the personal, but, but anyways. Okay. All right. So, so the things you were asking earlier about the technology companies investing in technologies to make life easier for their agents, uh, it gets, it, it gets into the company boardrooms. It gets down to the bean counters and they're saying, well, we're paying this agent 12% or we're paying this agent 15% or whatever the amount of money is. And it will cost us this much if we do this. So it comes down to it's all about money and make us do our job. You're right about that. It's all about money. And as they push those expenses on us, that's why it's important to have this um, the, the, the agency management system. Data is king. And uh, I think, and Jimmy, would you, would you not agree that that's the number one thing we've probably learned as agents over the last five years is that data is king and we got to start collecting it? I mean, don't you think that's high up there? Data is king. It when is. I first came into this business, uh, well, when I started my own agency, we were just getting into the 288 machines at the agency I was working for. So I left there, started my own agency. Well, about two weeks after I was in business, I had a management system, a 288 machine. I don't know. You don't remember 288s. They had the, the little floppy drive you put in the whole nine yards. Anyway. No, Commodore 64s as far as I go back. I don't know how far that. But this was after Commodore. This oh, shoot. Oh, this was new age technology. Or 2088, whatever you call it. 288, 2088, something like that. Okay. You know, five and a quarter floppy. Okay. The floppy. Man, I remember the floppy. <laughs> the old floppy. All right. Hey, um, are leaders or readers and readers or leaders? Or are you a reader of type and what do you read? I, I read. I don't necessarily read all about insurance and business so much anymore. Uh, right now, I'm reading a book uh, titled A Time for Trumpets. It's actually a, a book about the Battle of the Bulge. Oh. Uh, my dad served in the Ardennes Forest, and so uh, he didn't like to talk about that when he was alive, so I thought I'd read some about it. Interesting. Interesting. Bo probably boring for a lot of people, but Yeah, but it's, a, it's, it's got a touch there and a reasoning and roots for you, so that, that makes sense. I, I see where you're coming from there. Um, you know, Jimmy, you've been fantastic. I, is there anything kind of you want to say Anything you want to close with? Uh, we just appreciate you uh, taking your time to uh, give us your wisdom. Insurance is a great business. Uh, I highly recommend it. It's one of those industries that's not largely troubled by the economy. Uh, it's been very good to me. Fantastic. It, it, it has been. And uh, it really has. It's given our, given our families lives that, uh, that sometimes I didn't necessarily think I was going to be able to give them. Now, I'm not saying I'm just like banking here, but I see the future and we see the, the you know. One of the things that gets me going, Jimmy, we'll close with this, um, is that uh, it, I, I, my personal income is important to me because it pays the bills at home. 
But one of the things that gets me really revved up is at the end of the year when you get to look at your agency versus the year before and you see the value at two times, two and a half times or whatever that you created just in one year and you're like, rock and roll, baby. You know, that's what I'm talking about. We're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know what I mean? Just in one year and it's like, whoo, goodness. So, yeah, it's great making 90, 100, $110,000 a year. And believe me, it's very tough to make that. We put everything we can back in this darn business of ours. Does that ever quit, Jimmy? Put the money back in the business? Yeah, just stuffing it all oh, back yeah, in there. I have to do that. But after about the first five years for me, it was it was much better. And then I decided to open another agency and, and sunk probably a you know, $180,000 into that thing before it started turning a profit. So it's just the way it is. Yeah, it is. Take, it is. To make money. Yep. It's a long journey, not a short road trip. Jimmy right. Thard, I appreciate you taking your time. Uh, speaking on behalf of the loyal listeners, they appreciate you as well. Um, I really, really do, do, do appreciate you, you taking your time. I know uh, this is, you're a very, very busy man. Thank you, Jason. I enjoyed it very much. No problem. Um, so all you loyal listeners out there, I hope you soak that up. If uh, I probably should have told you, um, you should have got a towel of knowledge because you needed to soak this wisdom up that Jimmy just spit to us. Um, it's going to be that way at the VIP series the whole time, sponsored by the Rocket Referrals. I mean, that's just what it is. Um, and we've got some great other great guests coming up. I know you're going to absolutely love them. I, I promise. I promise you're going to love them. You're going to love them. Jimmy is just the start here. Um, well, he's not the star. He's actually we've done a couple other of these. But here's what I want to tell you. Tell me your thoughts. Tell me your ideas. And I'm going to tell the world what you have to say. This has been Jason Cass with Agents Influence Podcast, a podcast part of the Grow Network. You've heard it been said, and heck, we've even done a podcast on it, that the more times you touch your customers, the deeper a relationship you can build as long as you're providing value. That's gotta be done, though, on automatic. It's gotta be done in a personal way to where the person believes that you had the desire and the attempt to personally touch them. That's why you need to go to rocketreferrals.com. That's how we keep in touch with all of our clients in a personal way.